Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. How you doing out there tonight? My name is Seth Holbrook, and I'm here with a lovely, lovely, my lovely, lovely wife here, Jennifer. Say hello, Jennifer. And welcome to the Best Little Horror Podcast in Texas, episode two. I can't believe it. We actually made it. Well, in this new one, I have her, and now we're going to be babbling together. And today, we're going to be talking about one of our new favorite horror movies, straight from the Grindhouse era. We'll be talking about Tourist Trap, 1979, with Mr. Chuck Connors himself. As also who was known as the Rifleman, and the lovely and sultry Tanya Roberts. Like the two Every year, hundreds of young people travel the country and disappear. God help those who get caught in the tourist trap. <laughs> tourist trap where beautiful young people looking for excitement are tricked, terrorized, suspense that makes this the nightmare that never ends. Something crazy is going on at the tourist trap.
And we're back. All right. Talking about 1979 tourist crap. All right. Jennifer, my love. Yeah. What did you love about this movie? Nothing. Nothing? Oh, come <laughs> on. It was great. You had some great actors in it, like um, the Chuck Connors, as everybody knows yeah. from older generations, Rifleman, and um, everyone's favorite 70s mom, Tanya Roberts. Tanya, yeah. But, yeah. I, you know, it was okay. I thought the movie was all right. Uh, besides, like, the dumb things more character that we'll get to that later. <coughs> probably the music's my favorite part. Oh, yes, the music soundtrack. <laughs> Folks, we got it going on in the background real quickly here. So, case in case, if we do miss some notes or stuff going on, yeah, you know what will be going on here. If As you can hear it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is a soundtrack pretty much going in the background. As you can hear it, it's very, like, clockwork, clockwork, cartoonish. Yeah, pretty much. And the thing is that the writer and director of this movie was also the writer and director of Puppet Master. So this was kind of like a, I guess, this a pre- Puppet Master before Puppet Master. Before Puppet Master. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, as you can see, it starts off with... Bucket hat. Bucket hat and abs. Apparently, <laughs> everybody in the 70s wore tight clothing and everyone had abs. Don't forget. Oh, that's right. Never button. Uh, uh, it takes. Place, it looks like home here in Texas, but it's actually um, uh, Southern California. That's right. What town is it? Just one of the Oasis. Yeah, something like that. You know, uh, Devil's Rejects or House of Thousand Corpses. You know, like out in the middle of nowhere, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> oh, and um, right now, um, the, the characters are Molly, Jerry, Becky, Eileen, and Woody. Woody is the one guy who's got the tire trying to roll down because apparently their car's broken or broke no, down. The tires are flat. It's flat. So he's trying to get the spare tire, which is also flat, to a gas station okay. so that he can air it up and then roll it back to the car. So I don't know how long this guy's walking. It's been walking, no kidding. Like, oh, and apparently, then. In another convoy, a nice little army jeep there, retro army jeep, we have the other guys. We have um, Jerry, and we have Becky, who's played by Tony Roberts. Mm-hmm. And then Molly, who is our protagonist. She's like, like in any horror film that you see, guys, you've got, you know, the jock, the bad boy, the slut, uh, the innocent. Yeah, she's blonde hair, blue eyes. She's in a sundress and with a sun hat. It's all white lace and nice. It's like, yeah. Obviously, we already know who's going to survive or who won't try to survive anyway. Well, anyway, we go back to Woody as he's trying to roll down this. No, they go back to Woody after Tanya says, oh, of course, his feet must be achy. Then flash. Then flash to it. There you go. That's crazy. Like, super yeah. It's not crazy now. Don't come into the back station. It's crazy. No kidding. You would expect, like, um, Sid Haig to be behind there. Like, what? How do y'all do? Come on in. You know, hey. You know, like, um, Devil's Rejects, once again. I guess this is where they get the ideas from their movies and stuff. It's just, maybe you watch the old 70s grindhouse films, and people just want to emulate it over and over again. And then it gets to the point where it's like, it's no longer fun. It's no longer special anymore. So, that's why we go and stick with the original folks, because remakes and reboots and Michael Bay, also have something in common. They suck. Yeah, yeah we do. 
Wow, look at this. And there were two bottles. Look at that. Six pack of beer was only, did it say five, like 51 cents or something like that? Or? <laughs> yeah. That was like, oh my God, that is very cheap. Or it was like a. I hope you folks can hear me out there. You can hear us both out there. Yeah. If not, we're just talking to ourselves and we're actually being nice. Normally, we're just yelling at each other, don't think. Golly, I wish we could have lived during that time. No. <laughs> you would never see me again. Right. Or you would be very, very, very angry. <laughs> Well, Woody, as he goes in the back of the uh, gas station here, trying to find somebody, he sees somebody lying in a bed, relaxing, and he's like, excuse me, um, you know, we need help. You work here, but I need help here. <laughs> That's not a lady. That's not a lady. That's like, and all of a sudden, it's a dummy that pops out of nowhere and starts laughing at him, you know. Maniacally, you're like, what the? And then the windows start opening, and you're like, if you could see it, folks, like Woody, the the guy his name is Woody. There's a lot of whys in this movie. There's Molly, Jerry, Becky, Woody, and Eileen. <laughs> oh, and Davy, that's right, but that's for later on. That's later case. Yeah, yeah, we'll give that away. Yeah, like all these mannequins are coming out of nowhere, attacking this guy in the back of the gas station. One comes out and has like, like a, as you can hear it in the background, it just, it just, it screams at him. Yeah. And then this one has no body and just looks at him and roars at him. And nobody cares. <laughs> anyway, as our hero, what he's trying to like, I'm out of here, man. After this, I'm gone. He's using some type of, um, like coal just to make a hole into the window. Not a window, I'm sorry, into the door here, and gets his hand caught in there like somebody's got it. As you can hear. And then this cabinet, this random cabinet out of nowhere just opens up and starts, like, we're talking like Carrie. Like, if Carrie must have been hiding behind somewhere, like, using her mind powers to throw things, telekinesis, or Professor Xavier just had a really bad night and just had, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it gets really scary, and they keep showing close-ups of the uh, of the mannequins coming back and just laughing, and then everything starts moving. It reminds me of Evil Dead 2 when Ash is just going crazy and then the deer head's laughing at him and the lamp is laughing at him and throwing around. It's utter chaos. It's really good. And then you keep seeing the pole that he used to get out. It starts moving. It starts moving and, of course, it goes back to the mannequins. Things are being thrown at him. Dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. I mean, geez. No kidding, man. Oh, my cans. My antique cans. Man, that better be can- yeah. That better be uh, candy glass. Because, you know. Oh. And as for red herring, there's a knife about to be moved out here. And as you can see, the knife goes straight to him. Misses him. So he's like, okay, he's going to get out of it. He's going to be okay, right? Yeah. And the mannequin on, head on the floor, all the mannequins are laughing at him maniacally. And then, boom, 
boom. Savvy, savvy with the pole that he tried to use. And it goes right in his kidney. And he's screaming so loud. It's the best acting in the world. You can't hear it. It's like his soul has been just destroyed. Oh, God. Oh, it is. It's great. Very good special effects. Like I said, some grindhouse error. I mean, that's where the majority of the money went. It went to the special effects or it went to whatever B-rated actor or semi, I guess, you know, popular actor at that time, who's maybe been really big in the 50s and 60s. And now just they're, they're just making ends meet because they would do a lot of these movies. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, even though this is an hour show, we're just going to keep uh, going fast. This is about an hour and a half movie. So next thing that you see, um, is the introduction of one of the greatest legends of uh, Cowboys of all time. Um, oh, you're right. You're right. I'm missing scene. Sorry, folks. It's, just, it's, been a, it's been a hard week here. It's been a really long week. We had, we had the, the hurricane coming through. I mean, we weren't really affected too much. We weren't. We got some rain, yes, but me working at a hotel, um, we took care of a lot of evacuees. Stuff. We were taking care of our fellow Texans. We were taking care of uh, uh, local high school and, uh, and college teams to play at our stadium here in Waco at Baylor. So from 2 o'clock to 2 o'clock, 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. every day. The missus could tell you this, like, I'm not lying. I'm here on willpower, but, hey, the show must go on. It has to. You have to. Yes, you have to suffer for your art. And, damn it, I suffer with her every day. She's amazing. <coughs> Excuse me. But anyway, if you would like to take over this while I have a quick doctor. Oh, okay, so we go to a sign that was closed for the public, but yet people are still driving in there, probably taking Boy, they didn't care. It's probably setting themselves up for it's setting them up for disaster. Mm-hmm. Because of how small that time is. <clears throat> yeah. So. <laughs> Our remaining four friends. <sighs> So now we've got Jerry and his cheek that just uh just died for something. G.I. Jerry. Ooh, and his Jeep. There you go. Jerry and his Jeep. Jerry and his Jeep. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden they just died. Oh, and I love the fact that he's just like, this never happened before. Oh, wow. I've never heard of that before in any scary movie. No one ever said. It's got a full tank of gas. I don't know what's wrong with it. Anything else. <laughs> so, of course, the remaining three are, like, blaming him. It's his fault. It's his fault. All the bills are going to be his fault. Oh, yeah, that's just how we are, guys. It is our fault. Just just remember that. It is our fault. <laughs> hey, it's not my fault Jerry Steve didn't work. So. <laughs> all your fault. It's all my fault. See, once again, my fault. The year you were born, it's all your fault. 79, folks. That's my fault, apparently. Yeah, great movie. The height of low budget for the oh, mind is fine. We just found this little tiny oasis thing, and they're asking her, you know, question. And Molly asked her, oh, what do you do? It's paradise, I think. <laughs> Which then cuts to the most PG skinny dipping scene I've ever seen. Exactly. In my life, ever. There's no nipple. You don't even see There's no nipples, no nothing, no butt, no anything. It was like they had, like, black 
I don't know, like like swimsuits or something on while they were underneath the underneath water. Underneath them, yes. Yes, unfortunately. And it's like, this is a grindhouse movie. Come on. This is like, this is what it's marketed about, you know, blood, boobs. Okay, that was that was one of the quotes that I was I was talking about. The whole mm-hmm. Molly saying we need to bring our babies to it's seventy nine. It's still the seventies. What do you mean you're talking about not having kids? it. It's the seventies. Everybody looked good. <laughs> and it was more I, I know she's it was supposed to be playing this little burden or something, but I mean even in how how many other well, that's because when, yeah, when, when Steve did a uh, Friday the 13th movie, they're like, screw this, let's Everyone do this. Everybody oh. must get naked. Titties. Titties. That's all it was. Titties and turmoil. I see Jerry is still trying to fix his Jeep. G.I. Jerry over here. And it's a really nice Jeep. It's a very um, World War II um, retro Jeep, I guess. It must have found somewhere. Oh, and right here, this. <laughs> One of my favorite parts. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, now I give you the legend, the rifleman himself, Chuck Connors. That's right. They got Chuck Connors in this movie. And he's got his 10-gallon cowboy hat, his overalls. He's got a double-barrel uh, shotgun. And you're like, Man, this this guy looks like the epitome of the NR of the NRA. Yeah, this guy's gonna <laughs> save everybody. He's gonna save He's everybody. Gonna save everybody. That's right. And he just no. didn't look at the screen. No, that's not what happened. Not giving anything away. Just yeah, but no, he just he he's a nice guy. His name is uh, Mr. Schlossman. We don't know his first name. I don't think they they never say his first name, but I guess out of respect, because he's just you know an older gentleman, you know. Molly. Yeah, I like that name, Molly. Oh, so I guess they're like sightseeing. They're sightseeing. A tourist, a tourist trap, uh, if you will. Oh, oh, in the whole um, skinny dipping scene, I need to say there's a tourist trap. And then I thought, mm-hmm. Ooh, very meta. Dun, dun, dun. Hit the inception music. <coughs> Is it real? Is it not? And of course, Tanya Roberts and all of her beauty that I've grown up with and stuff. I'm sorry. But I know, but it's it's her eyes. She's got like like I guess you would Those say big like round blue eyes. Yes, and with her uh, jet black hair, it's like wow, that looks really nice. I remember seeing her from like you know Beastmaster, um, James Bond movies. She was a Bond girl in the '80s, so oh. yeah, it was really nice. She was a big, she was a big name in the '80s. Pin up girl and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. But it's tasteful. She was a scream queen. Mm-hmm. You will, you will. No, no. Uh oh. What happens after dark? Oh, yeah. Andre Roberts, of course, says that. Chuck, as always, you know, he's my warning. He's that one old man, too. He's got the mentality of like, you're doomed. 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 Be careful after dark because there's all these water monsters come out. They only come out at night. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you, Lordy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but apparently after they're done, they're all happy and 
uh, go lucky and everything. Like, yeah, we just skinny dip. Yeah, and an old man watched us. We're happy. Their hair is dry. Their, hair is dry. Their whole like, body is dry. Like the, like the tips of it would be at least a little curly. Tanya Roberts is barely, well, she's wearing a tube top and, like, homemade, like, a skinny, you know, a homemade, homemade, uh, shorts. homemade shorts and jeans. She cut should be shorts. cut off short. She should be the one really very wet. They're all dry and they're all okay. Wow, we're already at 39 minutes here. Got left. Right. <laughs> we're going to keep going. Well, as they all come back and they go, well, come on, explain. Help me out here. All right. So they're coming back to the beach. And mm-hmm. who is there besides our top well, the thing is, you keep seeing Mo- Molly. See, look, see, Molly's like, I think that's a wonderful idea, Mr. Slopson. They really like each other. <laughs> Not that saying all of ours. Not all of them. You're a redhead. That's why. Yeah, yeah. You're spicy. Yeah, spicy. But as they, they take they you know they they they, they you know they, they take the initiative like okay let's go with Mr. Slauson you know he'll get his tools and he'll help us with our jeans and Molly and Mr. Slauson have kind of like a like a really nice little bond little account. yeah there's there, there's something there that they like nothing can not, like not no not dirty like young girl and old you know dirty old man type thing kind of like mm-hmm. a, a family type thing wholesome in a way I mean well. I don't want to say this because it's going to be like a spoiler, but like he did say that she reminds him oh, yeah. of his wife. So it is like a romantic. He's your spirit, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's in there to make it a guest appearance? That's right. He opens Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. He offers all the kids Dr. Pepper. Woo! That's right. That's not great. Mm-hmm. Down here in Texas. Well, for her, he doesn't like Whataburger. Sorry, but it's like he needs Dr. Pepper and Whataburger. I love me some water burger. Oh, I know, I know. I start walking around like Chuck Connors in a minute too. <laughs> well, anyway, he like I said he offers them the help, but it, while he goes out there, him and Jer- um, yeah, him and Jerry go out there to the um, uh, to to his um, uh, to his jeep to help out, and then we're left with the girls. Yeah, yeah. So how many times are are Mr. Slawson uh, and Jerry like by themselves? They're Maybe by two themselves or three times. a lot. A lot. Yeah. Well, the thing is, one thing leads to another, and um, Eileen does not like the idea of staying. No, no, she's at the place so she, by she, herself. Yeah, she looks out the window and she sees that there's this huge like plantation looking house. Oh, and and there's a guy inside that dummy. Like that dummy is a guy. That wax dummy. Oh yeah. Um, um, Mr. Sloss and Chuck Connors has a um, has a has show. He has a wax museum, and it's got these uh, realistic people. They look like it, but they're they're dummies, kind of like wax, like the wax museum. They're animated, and what happened was they're all different heroes throughout time. You know, like you got like Wild Bill Hickok. You got um, it looks like a Union soldier, Confederate soldier, a gunslinger. You know, stuff like that, and and an Indian, Native American Indian. Oh, what's the come on? Not David Crockett. Yeah. Here, like Wild West shows and stuff. Yeah. And they shoot uh, blanks and stuff, and they look realistic, and of course they're not, but then again, you're like, hmm, too accurate if you ask me. The way, the way they move. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very obviously like a guy that they point. Moves mm-hmm. like a robot. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> they should have gotten Terry Crews. He moves oh. like he moves like a robot. He does very he does the best robot impression. She loves Terry Crews. So. <laughs> All right. So Jerry and Foxy just left. Okay. Now getting to the part where they're all the girls are left by themselves in the museum. Is a plantation across um, across the way? Not really a plantation. It's just a big old house. Big old house. Okay. And Very nice house, big property, wooded, uh, you know, wooded gate, all that's really nice. Yeah, so Eileen's just like, do you live there? And no. Mr. Slotsky says, I don't live there. Well, who does? And he shouts out, Davy Crockett. Davy, Davy Crockett. No. He no, not Davey Crockett. So we find out that Davy is his brother. It's his brother. It's his brother. He has a brother. He's kind of like a caretaker. He, his brother, Davy, is kind of... um. He's, I would say that, yeah. He has to take care of him, so that's why he stays in the, in the house in the house with him, and the parents aren't there. You know, they've moved on, so I guess he's taking the initiative to take care of Davey. Um, Davey, oh, Davey's really disturbed, guys. I'm going to... Okay, so now Eileen is putting on her little song, and she's just like, I'm going to go check it out, mm-hmm. and I think he's hiding something. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Fox. Everything. He's hiding everything. <laughs> so it really looks like they filmed this at dusk. Like they did. Well, yeah. Every every scene has been filmed in dusk or like two or three in the morning. The only time they ever filmed during the day is like okay, that that morning, uh, money shot. The morning scenes look like they were done at like six or no. That's too early. Probably about eight or nine in the morning. Eight or nine in the morning. It looks like morning. It does not look like afternoon. And they just filmed it. That was towards probably the end of the uh, the shooting. Yeah. All right. Let's see what my notes say. <laughs> well, Eileen, she's going through all the places. She's looking around. Um, she starts hearing voices like, okay, hello, somebody in there? Because don't they start calling her by her name? Not yet. They don't do that until after she walks in and she sees the two. I guess they were kind of like um, – the parents? Yeah, there's mannequins everywhere, yeah. and it's like it's it's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like when all the victims go in there and they see all like what Leatherface has made and stuff with the collages and everything with bones and 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 everything else. But this is all mannequins. Yeah, so I think that may it it is his dead parents for and sure. It's got to be yeah. Oh, and now someone's whispering her name. Yeah, and it so sounds like Woody. What do, what do you do when some, you hear somebody whispering your name? And, you, and, and you're I alone think, in a house. I go straight to it. To it. Right after. Die. Yeah, right before. Do that because beforehand I just saw two uh, mannequins that were moving, like they were rocking on their chair, and they looked like dead parents, but they were mannequins. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I'm gonna follow this. I'm gonna. Boy. Yes. Yes. And, of course, she touches them and everything, and all the mannequins around, and she's like, ooh, they feel real, you know. But, and the eyes are falling. They do close-ups on their – So creepy. Oh, they're creepy as hell. The why are you putting on a stranger's scarf? She puts on a stranger's scarf from, from – from yeah, from, uh, from another mannequin, and she's looking at stuff in the mirror. And now all the mannequins, their eyes are just their looking at Their eyes aren't it. even looking at it. Like it's their heads. And who's behind her? It's not Woody. It's not it's yeah. Davey. It's Davy. Davy looks like 
okay, he's like he's like Mark Calloway, the Undertaker. He's like a very tall totally, and totally psychic. Totally psychic. Yeah, apparently he's moving everything here. He's got psychic abilities. You see him moving his head and you know the glass breaks. And yeah, she's looking in the mirror. Breaks, doors locked, chairs move. Uh, story. Yeah, oh, and he's got a porcelain mask. It doesn't look. It's, it's not porcelain. It's a rubber mask. It's a rubber mask. Okay, okay. But it just it's it's a it's a, it's a like a, it's supposed to be a mannequin mask, I guess. It is supposed, supposed to be. Okay, yeah, yeah. But that's that's like how Jason you got Jason's uh, Jason's hockey mask or Michael Myers or William Shatner's right. shape mask. So, so she's currently Eileen is currently being suffocated by that scarf that I mentioned earlier. Yep. That she took off a stupid mannequin. And the reason she's suffocating is because of Davies. She is telekinetically strangling her. Yeah, he's sensitive. Scarf. Apparently, Davy is sensitive. He's got that power. Is that cool? <laughs> he uses the dark side of the force. Yep. Mm. Oh, a crucial moment here. Oh, yeah. So why would you put, like, this music for a wife to your shrine? So Becky and Molly just found a shrine for Mr. Sloss's wife. Yeah. And it has, like, the stupidest, like, music box. Well, that's all it is supposed to be ballerina, like a I, I know it's supposed to be ballerina, but it's well, really it's 70s. Hey, if I if it was a better budget, I would have put like you know the Carpenters. Because <laughs> yeah. that isn't that what was really popular back then. My, my mother hated the Carpenters. Sorry, she did. She was more about the mamas and the papas. Oh, I love the mamas and the papas. Everybody loves mama and the papas. And mama cat died. Oh well, anyway, that's not going to Oh, I okay so. There was a, uh, I guess, a monument. There's another, there's another quote from Molly. She touched, uh, you know, the wife's mannequin and said, it feels like flesh. It feels like flesh. Like, that's such a weird, such a weird sentence. Like, who says flesh besides, like, a bad guy or, like, a villain? A villain or a psychopath uh, or the guy from, or the guy from seven. Or the guy from seven. Yeah, John Doe. <laughs> Detective! <laughs> oh my god! And how long has Gary been alone with? I keep saying this because it is crucial that crucial here, Jerry yeah. is alone with Mr. Slauson. Mr. Slauson and Jerry, they went over there, but and then uh, Mr. Slauson just came back, Chuck Connors, and they're asking, where's Jerry? Well, Jerry, he's back at the, um, he's back at the Jeep. Um, getting everything fixed up and stuff. So I came back here to see how you ladies were doing, mm-hmm. you know, check up. He knows his way back. Okay, that's the scene. So now they're going to have a little tender moment, Molly and – little Lawson. dead wife sob story. Yeah, sob story, and Becky, Tanya Roberts, about okay. how she, his wife was, like, the most, you know, elegant woman he's ever met. He's, you know, it was – She was beautiful. She was beautiful. It, you know, we do anything for her, you know, like how we all are. Yeah. Right, sweetie? Shut up. He, he, he. You wonder why I love her. Uh-huh. All right. Well, he goes on saying that, uh, well, cancer took her, right? Cancer? Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. he, he, in the first story, he says it was cancer that she died from. That she died from. She was sick. Yeah. She was just That sick. was it. She was sick. She was sick. And normally, nine out of ten times, it's always the cancer that did it. It was it the was cancer. cancer. It was the cancer. Yeah. So, yeah. And, of course, he starts sobbing, crying, and he's, like, trying to smile, like, my apologies, sorry, you know. Mom. Yeah. And 
Sorry, Becky. I have in my notes, like, right after the Dead Wife Bob story, where it it actually says, I think Davy and Mr. Sloth is missing. <laughs> very optional. Very, very well. Um, anyway, uh, it's a really good scene because you actually see Mr. Sloth is like, okay, this He's not just a creepy old guy. He's just a nice. He's just a he's just a good old country boy. He just works every day, and he just misses his wife. And he's got the burden of taking care of Davy, and taking care of the wax museum, and the wax museum, and taking care of himself, and himself. Yeah, and and he's just he's like a grandpa right now at age. Oh yeah, you two better stay here because. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, he asked, "Where is Eileen?" He's like, "Where's Eileen?" And they said, well, he went up to, she went up to the, um, to the house. And he's like, what? I thought I told it, you know, told y'all to stay here. It's not safe. Then he goes over there to check out, you know, at the house. And he's trying to look for Eileen. Yeah. But he's also saying. Well, I mean, he found Eileen. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, this is true. So he knows that stuff goes on. He knows stuff goes on. He knows it. He knows if Davy really knows, he knows again. Davey is a he's like Davy, come on, you know. It's like every time. Oh, he just found her. Every time he says Davy, I just think. And now she's a mannequin, and she's got the scarf on, and she's sitting in the same position. Yeah, that's weird. She just turned into a mannequin. Um. Anyway, Chuck Connor says, "Oh my God!" He's like, "Oh, Davy, not again." So. Now, Mr. Schlossen's got to find Davy, make sure the girls are okay, you know, Steve, Jerry, and how his, um, how's the Jeep going? All right, so we're finding out right now who Molly and Becky now. Mm-hmm. And Molly's going through a photo album, right? Yeah. And then she finds this picture of Mr. Schlossen's wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's totally cool. Yeah, speak that forward. Um, oh, so then they see they, you know, notice that Mr. Slauson's wife and that mannequin look real similar. Yeah. And so Same clothes. It must have been like something that, yeah. yeah One of her favorite. favorite dresses she wore or something. He just put it on. Well, her wedding dress. It wasn't white. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe. So just something nice. That, always, that was always one of her favorites that she always liked to wear. You, I know you got, you got some stuff like that, too. Yeah, please don't make a mannequin out of my body. Oh, no, 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 not at all. I'm just going to buy one of those Japanese imports. Like, don't worry, she'll be right. Uh, anyway, right. as we're going back. Um, okay. <laughs> all right, just I'm going to go to the Oh, I just a little bit of humor there, folks. Mom, no, I'm not going to go in there. He's the smallest, but no. Yes. In fact, he's just like, fuck Mr. Slauson. I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Because I don't know where Becky's at, or not Becky. Uh, Becky, Eileen. Eileen. We yeah. don't know where Eileen is at. So the two are gonna go Eileen's there. Mhm. And Jerry, no, no, don't know where Jerry is. Oh, a light gets turned on in the house. Oh, there's a light turned yeah, on. So they think it's Eileen. In the house. They so, think it's Eileen. That's why Becky. Yeah, Becky. Really yes, yeah, Becky thinks Eileen is playing a prank on him, like making him scared, not coming back. Yeah. Well, one thing leads to another. Sorry. So as we see her walking around, doing something, ooh, where are you? Where are you, Eileen? And then all of a sudden, okay, Eileen, I get it. It's not funny anymore. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah. Well, she keeps, doesn't she hear her name now? Yeah, she starts hearing Becky, and it's Eileen's voice. No. No. No, I lied. I'm sorry. No, no, I don't think she hears her voice. I think she just 
straight up like turns around and notices. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, see, because he's right there. Yeah, yeah. And he's wearing the scarf. And he's wearing the scarf and everything. Yeah. Oh well, it looks like the um the Eileen um mannequin. You know, now that she's turned into one, but. It's actually now he's got a different wig on. He's got the um, the scarf on and the little um, uh, threaded. Um, no, it's not David. It is It is. Yeah, it it is. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Reaches, and then that's right. That's right. Well, I need to watch it again. No, I did watch it. Four times. That's why Cause she had to watch this four times in two days, and she just she tried it. I'm so tired. And she likes this. No, no. She likes this movie. She just got tired of watching it four times. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm making drinks for, like, drunk diamond members. Yeah, I was trying to call him while he was at work. He was, like, right after the closest. And she had a great, yeah, you said you had a great, um, um, um. Idea. Idea. Yeah, a theory. Okay, Spoilers, guys. Later, it turns out that Jerry is a mannequin, right? He is. We're thinking he's been a mannequin the whole time. Yeah. Now, when did he turn into a mannequin? One of the many times that I mentioned that he was alone with Mr. Slauson. He was alone so many times yeah. with, with this guy. Like, like, who knows? Like, while he was doing his deep right now, maybe Davey yeah. would have gotten, a, you know, would have gotten a hold of him or something. Yeah. So, but, yeah, it turns out that's what happens. Well, anyway, right now, um, Becky just got – um dogpiled by a bunch of mannequins and they're all like singing in a hauntingly like singing voice and it's, it's really creepy it's not it's not good no it's, it's very silent it hill really it's very creepy see here it is Golly. i have becky dying in my notes like three times <laughs> And they're all like falling on her. It's like dog following Becky, dog following Becky, dog following Becky, dog following Becky. Everybody following Becky. Everybody do the flop. And now there's like a round of other yeah of other mannequins just yeah just doing the same thing haunted melody of the mannequin call. I heard what I want to call it. But um so we think like okay she's gone they must have gotten her. Well, then they cut back to another scene of, um, is it her walking? Yeah, yeah, it's her being carried, right, down the stairs? What? What? No, no, not yet, not yet. You know how they find her, they take her downstairs to the basement? Remember, you've seen this four times. I've been working a lot, so I've only seen this twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she gets carried a lot. She gets carried by being down to the basement. Yeah, okay, that's okay. And then there's also that one girl that's who. Oh, apparently, yeah. Name we never got, but in the credits, uh, there's a girl named Tina. Tina. I'm guessing her name is Tina. Tina. Yeah. Uh, Davey found this one little girl. Well, young lady, not, not girl. There's young lady. Girl. Yeah, young lady named uh, uh, Tina, and she's right, like she's laying down right there on a slab right now. It's something she's tied down, waiting for something to happen to her. You know. The inevitable is going to happen to her. Yeah. And and then we see in the corner there, well, there's like, it looks like there's a coat, like, hanging over the um the stairs. I go down. When it's revealed, it, Jerry. it turned out Jerry. Jerry has been caught Yeah. by Davey. So that's why I'm, I'm saying stuff like mm-hmm. Yeah, wind. And okay. then... 
this scene, we see Jerry fighting himself out of the ropes that he's tied with. Trying to save, trying to save the girls, I guess. I, yeah, he tries. Um, and we also find out how the mannequins are made. And it looks like, like, kind of like, I think it's supposed to be plaster of Paris or something, mm-hmm. but it really looks like either paper mache or yeah. that glue, or not glue, the slime that kids make with the Elmer's glue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all did it, yeah. No mm-hmm. colors. It, most likely it's paper mache because that's the cheaper. Yeah, but it. Except for the budget. Yeah. Well, they okay. They personally seen it. Now Jerry and Becky see what how he does it. You know, to make the people into mannequins. Yeah. Living mannequins, mind you. We're thinking like maybe their souls are still stuck in there, or. This is like Puppet Master before Puppet Master. I I had the theory that the souls were still in the mannequins. Yeah. And that was before we even really knew who directed it. Remember, because I was thrown out. I was thrown out just a bunch of, like, Yes, ideas. she was. And then some of them really made, like, wait a minute, I've seen this movie before. It's called Puppet Masters. And I went and looked at the writer. And, yeah, they all made sense. But I looked at the writer and uh, director and the producer, and I oh, wait a minute, Charles Van, duh, which means it's probably the same director that he used for all of his other movies, which it was. <laughs> so Jerry's not working on his Jeep. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jerry's not working on his Jeep, folks, yes. Yeah. <laughs> And now he's pretty – now uh, Dave is pretty much telling our, our doomed Tina, you know, you know, the, the, the last breath is the scariest part, you know, because you know, you're being suffocated, kind of like drowning. You, you're trying to get out of it. And, and the way her body moves, it's just like you're just arching her back. Arch your back. It's not, like, not like flailing a, or anything. Not flailing like how bodies would really do to do anything just to get out so they can breathe. I mean, your body's going to do everything just subconsciously without you even thinking it, you know, personally thinking about it. It does it on its own yeah. to survive. But no, it just arches up like, you know, like an alien that's popping yeah, out of her chest. kind of like to be in shock. Like be in shock, electroshock, or when Kane had the alien pop out of his chest. <laughs> yeah, for me, yeah. Everyone's reaction. Oh, my God. Oh, oh God. I know. Oh my God. Oh, my God. oh Nancy, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's another movie. Um, we could do that. I was 79. We could do that. Fuck the grindhouse. She doesn't like the movie. Yeah. And then she died. Yay. Yay. Dead. Tina's dead now. And of course, she's like, so, what do you think? So pretty. So pretty. Then it's like, ooh, it's scary because I can do that impression very well. (laughs) Oh, and Jerry, that's right. Jerry Free. He was buying the ropes, buying the twine, taking his time on the twine. And then all of a sudden, Davy just turns. Davy just like flings Jerry across the room like he weighs 20 pounds. And it's like, it's like before Jason Voorhees, man. I mean, Davey's just like picking him up like it was the like the Undertaker picking up some small child. And the mask looks kind of like silly. Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's it, it looks weird. And then he, okay, then he backs up against the wall. And now he goes up to pick up Jerry to choke him, you know, pick him up. And he's got him up there like it's nothing. Like, okay, he's about to choke slam him like Kane would, <laughs> you know, choke slam somebody to like a cruiserweight. Yes, Davey, please. Yes, Davey, please tell me faster. 
give her back to Molly. She's all by herself. We don't now she's the only one left and now she's worried. So what are we gonna do? We fall in suit. Yeah. But now she's going by horror movie rules. Unless you're at least you would be the last girl for the or as I call last girl or you're the uh the oh no, so we'll come. Last girl or survivor. That's what it's called. Last girl hasn't being killed or the survivor. I know, I know. I'm trying to make that. I know. <laughs> oh, our 15 minutes. We're ready to hurry, hurry this up. Well, it gets towards the end. Yeah, it's only been, yeah, it's over now. Oh, I thought yeah. we were on until 4.30. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Oh. Well, the good news is this. We're almost there. She she goes down there, and she has a run-in with it's Daisy. Daisy. And Davy just starts chasing her, kind of like how um, Marilyn Burns is getting chased by Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw. And um, well, was, we find out the uh, outcome of Woody. We saw, we find Woody. Yeah, Woody's dead. Woody's so dead. He's, Woody's he's so dead. He is fucking dead. Like so dead. <laughs> he has. He is now a um, a mannequin. Yeah. And of course, he goes. Look what I did to your friend. Say hi. And then say hi. And then Woody's mouth opens. And all you hear is, ah! And you're like, what the fuck? What type of HP Lovecraft shit is this? Well, at some point, Woody, uh, that was actually saying um, either Becky's name or Molly's name. I don't remember which one. Mm-hmm. It was one of those. I think he was actually, like, it out. And it was in Woody's voice, like yeah. in pain, like, yeah. Okay, I guess, and this is where you came up with the yeah, idea. So yeah, your souls have to be, they're still feeling. They're just mannequins now. You're so, under his power. So, so, secondary, and his like 20 poundness, mm-hmm. uh, he does get re tied up, but now he is a game tied up uh, next to, like, like on the leg of a table for mm-hmm. some reason. He's and on the, the key is right there. No, Davy drops the key. Um, yeah. Not on purpose. It mm-hmm. was not on purpose. It was on accident. And he's reaching for it with his hand that Daisy starts noticing it. And he's just, Daisy's barely moving it just out of, like, right out of barely it. out of right barely. Kick me right off. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that you like that trick. I can do anything. I have the power. Yeah. And, well, he psychically he moves it with his mind, so it barely reaches, and it goes back to his foot, and he picks it up and puts it back where, you know, by Davy's hand, puts it back yeah. in his own hand. Okay, and then, uh, sorry to jump around from scene to scene, guys. It's crazy. Then we go to, you know, um, Molly and Mr. Had her, she had her run in with Davy and stuff like that. And out of nowhere, a truck comes up, and she gets into the truck. We find out that it is. Mr. Slauson, and he's not really the person that you really want to see. I wouldn't trust anybody. We find out that Mr. Slauson is Daisy. What? What? Apparently, Mr. Slauson suffers. Uh, It might be multiple personalities, something like that, yes. We um, don't know. We don't know. He just lost it. And apparently he's got the power of mind, which he can bend and do anything he wants. It's like, okay. And they never really explain it. They, they just don't say go, he has it. They don't go in depth with it. He just has it. It's a good, I mean, it sounds weird, I know, folks, but give this movie a chance. It's actually pretty good. Well, anyway, towards the end, um, 
he finally tells his plan, like he wants to marry Molly because it reminds him of his wife. Just say you love me. Just say you love me. Just say you love me. He's so lonely. While he put his wife's mask on Molly's face, I would be insulted. (laughs) Just say you love me. Yeah. I'd be down right pissed. I'd slap you. Oh, God. No kidding. Oh, and okay. This one thing you do when you find out the realization of who he is. Oh, my God. It's so good. Okay, cause, so Mr. Swanson is in the truck with Molly. He says, here, Molly, stay in the truck. I'll turn the radio on. I've got to go inside. I'm going to go turn on, I don't know, turn on the radio in the house and see what she's doing in the house. Yeah. Uh, she says, I don't want to stay in the truck. I'm scared, you know, stuff like I'm gonna that. I want to stay with you, yeah. yeah I want to stay with you. And they both get out of the truck. He says, here. Point and shoot this if anyone who's uninvited comes up. It's something, something, something yeah. like that. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to use this gun. I don't know just how to point shoot. I don't know how to use and it. And squeeze the trigger. That's all. Just point and, you know, and pull the, trigger. Pull, pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. That's all. You, it's a double barrel shotgun. Yeah. That's all you got to do. And it's so easy. Point and shoot. So, anyway, <laughs> Mr. Slauson goes inside, and Molly's freaking out. She... Doesn't know what's going on. She's hearing these noises. She's just like, Mr. Slauson. Keeps screaming out for Mr. Slauson. And finally, Mr. Slauson does not come out, but the radio does get turned on. So she thinks he's about to come out. Mm-hmm. Who comes out, though? Davey. Davey. And she goes and shoots Davy. you know, point and shoot. Point like, blank. Like what Mr. Slauson taught her. Mm-hmm. And then that doesn't work for some reason. Davy just gets up and mm-hmm. he is coming at her again. So she goes and shoots him again. With the other barrel, yeah. And that didn't work. And then he Why said, didn't it work? Because there were blanks. As he <laughs> says, right, <laughs> put blanks in them. And then what does she do? She turns it around. She and turns it around and hits them with the with fucking gun. Talking, just it, was so good. it was so good. <laughs> but anyway, now you're really, and then his mask is broken. And as you can hear, folks, right here, hold on. We find out who it is. <laughs> hey, Chuck Connors, folks. Yes, that's right. It's Mr. Slauson the whole time. It's so good with her realization if she realizes them. Oh, and here's another thing. Okay. She runs to a pond. She runs back to that skinny, that, that pond they were skinny dipping in. Like, she, ran, she must have ran it uh, pretty far. Well, yes. when she gets down there, she doesn't know. She knows there's water because then they said there's water moccasins. Yeah. In the water at night, so be careful. Yeah. So she's like, okay, what am I gonna do? We're gonna hide here, water moccasins. Yeah, I guess she goes in the water just to she whatever. She goes in the water. I think she was gonna like hide in the water. She was gonna like uh, what I would have done yeah. in that situation is become 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 the land, put mud all over your face, be like Arnold from Predator. No, sorry, sorry. It was actually a pretty good series up until the movie started coming out, <laughs> and up until Jennifer Lawrence got casted in it because fuck mm-hmm. that bitch. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway, while she's hiding in the water, Chuck Connors comes Chuck, up, is right behind her, and got he comes up from the water like Chuck Norris Braddock from from um, Missing in Action it's minus so the M60. Creepy. The smile on his face is so creepy when nice. he comes up. Like, I got ya. No kidding. You, you wish you had a soundbite of Dave Chappelle saying, gotcha, bitch. You know, <laughs> but it didn't, so. 
Well, now we go back, um, back to the, um, to the, um, to the house, and um, let's see. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the part where he like puts the mask on her face, but he tells her, well, just, just, just love me. Love me. That's I'll all I ask. Yeah. That's all I ask is uh, you love me and leave her alone. And while she's like recuperating, that one dummy comes to life and starts like nursing her, like with the towel. Yeah, no, I don't really know what's going on. I don't know what's going on either with that, but, but apparently. She's a passed out, right? And then she looks up and there's a woman next to her. It's this woman with brown hair and glasses. No idea who she is. She's not the wife. She's not. She's not evil. She's not evil. She just kind of wipes the sweat off of Molly's yeah. face. And then. And then leans back. And then leans back to being a mannequin. mannequin. So yeah. That's yeah. Why, Molly that's wakes that's up exactly like, help me, please help me. And then she realizes. After her trance, like, it's just a mannequin. Like, what's going on? Yeah, that's why I thought yeah. about the whole, like, oh, I yeah. mean, that's how that goes into play. And why is it paused? Why did you pause it? Oh, right here. Just get to the end. Okay. Because we got, like, maybe five minutes. Oh, left. yeah. Oh, Jerry, yeah. Jerry, just, like, Jerry gets, out. yeah. Like, Jerry pulls a... That's right. In slow motion, he's like, F this. I'm gone. It books it. He just goes over the rails. He goes to the woods. He's like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. Well, Tanya Roberts, we thought, was dead. No, she's still alive. He goes the other way. She gets, she runs away a little bit. She gets picked up by Mr. Slauson. And we all know, folks, by now, Davy is Mr. Slauson. Mr. Slauson is Davy. But, of course, what happens? She gets carried once again. It must have been in her contract. They take her back. Uh, Mr. Slauson takes her back to the uh, gas station with all the animatronic um, gunslingers and stuff. Well, the museum, it's, a, it's both. It's not. No, it's not. It's not? Oh, no. oh, sorry. That's right. I'm thinking of something. Okay, you're right. You need to watch this. Again, I will watch it again. But um, takes it back to the museum, and the animatronics start coming to life because he's using his psychic powers. You can see that crazy look in his eye like he was in the water. And, and they all start shooting, and you think that one of them, one of them is going to actually hit her. And their actual bullet came. Mm-hmm. It must have been trained by stormtroopers. I couldn't hit anything. Um, I mean, they're breaking stuff. Like, yeah. there's a, those are bullets in there. Yeah. But, you know, no no bullets kill Becky. No, the thing that kills Becky is the nice. Indian, the, I'm sorry, the Native American yeah. Yeah. whack statue. He's got a buck knife. And he just, just chunks it into the back of her head. She's dead. And she's just gone. Oh, no, she, like, touches it. And, and she's dead. She's dead. Sorry, yeah. Tanya. See on that scene in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, the next thing that we go is finally to the end. Um, we find out why Molly is still alive. Because she reminds of his wife, and they want, yeah, and they want it, and he wants to be with her. He misses her. He misses her. Why does he miss her? Killed her. He, Mister Slauson. Davy was a real person. Mm-hmm. Davy was his actual brother. Yeah. Um, we found out. How much time do we have left? Uh, wow, three minutes. Okay, so it's a good thing I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. We find out that. Um, Mr. Slauson killed his wife and his brother, Davy, because Davy and Slauson's wife were cheating. They they were having an affair. They were they were whoring around. Why are you moving? What are you doing? Um, so Mr. Slauson caught them in the act mm-hmm. and killed both of them. Yes. So now, in his head, like, I gotta live through my brother now. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. 
something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's in my notes, my notes. And he wants his wife back. He obviously misses his wife, mm-hmm. so he sees Molly as the closest thing he's going to get. And then Jerry storms in through the door. No, he doesn't even storm in through the door. He punches a hole through the door. Yeah. And then unlocks it. And unlocks it. And then walks in and Molly, you know, screaming, just kill him, Jerry. And he can't. And he can't. He just can't, for some reason, bring himself to do it. Oh, well, Molly gets tired of it and grabs the axe. There's an axe nearby, grabs it, yeah. and kills. No, the, the mannequin's going crazy then. Mm-hmm. And then they, they come into life, and Mr. Foss is, like, sitting around with this one mannequin, and she, I don't know, is coming to life and going back, and mm-hmm. Molly then kills Mr. Foss. Then the next scene is Molly driving the Jeep mm-hmm. that is completely fine, by the way. It's working. BT dub. <laughs> so, I just thought of that. It's working. And she has all of her friends' mannequins in the car. And, the, and all of that's her friends. That's it. crazy. Is. She just loses she's it. She's nuts. And that's it. That's that's, that's tourist trap. trap. Well, guys, sorry about the short uh, thing, uh, short um, session here. We were just been very busy and everything. We're going to make it up to you on the episode three. Where it'll be an hour and a half. Uh, but until then, from here from Texas, you know. Just, it's Jennifer and Seth, and we're the best little horror podcast <laughs> in Texas. Dark night. It's a dark night.